0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world one small act at a time.
1: This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. Week, we talked about New Year's Eve, I'm in the car, and we're joined by Melissa Bannister and Jacqueline Lindsey, the kind of all part two. I just to turn the volume on your phone down. <laughs> Do you want to turn it back <laughs> up again? <laughs>
0: we'll the
1: right
2: act.
0: Joe DiMaggio! That is one of those songs where I genuinely only know about one tenth of the words. I know know the. Oh, are we starting again? Have we not? Morning, everybody. Welcome to this special Father's Day edition of the Kindness Project. I'm I'm joined by a girl who did start the fire. It's uh, Charlotte (laughs)
1: Dance. (laughs) Bye. <laughs> This morning, about whether we were going to start with We Didn't Start the Fire or the Countdown intro. No, we're going to,
0: I mean, a the Countdown theme tune comes at the yeah. end, doesn't yeah. it? Clearly. So, uh, we've got a jam packed show today. Uh, we've got our second part of our interview with Melissa and Jacqueline. Yes, we uh, have a Happy Father's Day comment. Happy, Happy Father's Day, Trev. Same but to you,
1: mate. We also need to mention uh, about the fact that although this is Father's Day while it's live, when this goes out on the actual podcast, It's going
0: to be New Year's Eve. So, so so far on The Kindness Project, we've recorded 40 episodes over the past 10 or so weeks. And on the audio version, the one that's been running for a couple of years that um, that has a decent number of subscribers, we only published... A episode once a week, so that currently, as we sit today, we are 26 weeks in front on the audio version. Yep,
1: and we're halfway through the year, so this is going to be the end of year one. So we are, we are
0: travelling in time. So happy Father's Day.
1: Happy New Year's. Happy 2021. I'm so sorry we didn't talk about Christmas. <laughs> We, we, missed Christmas. we missed Christmas. We
0: skipped it. We skipped it. But I think everybody's looking forward to 2021 because it's been a bit of a mer year, yeah. has not it? So, so yeah, it's we can. That's an understatement. Mer, <laughs> mer, mer is the word. Do you um, What do you think of *We Didn't Start the
1: Fire*? Do you like it? I I do like it. I used to listen to it. Um, it's on my revision playlist because it's a song about the Cold War. The Cold, Cold walls was my topics, which I will never sit the exam for now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hopefully, if you're watching this live or watching it over the uh, next couple of weeks, uh, happy Father's Day. And if you're listening to it on the podcast as it goes out, Happy New Year.
1: Happy 2021. Happy Christmas. A Merry Christmas. Um, We completely forgot about Christmas. Should we sing a Christmas song? I've been saying that it might be a Christmas episode for weeks. Knock yourself out. No, thank you. Take it away. Take it away. No, I insist that we don't.
0: I'm singing a Christmas song. We didn't
1: start the fire.
0: Okay, no. um, do you want to crack on? You? Oh, question of the podcast. Let's podcast. do that first.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we don't have that many comments. Is on it, it? Is it Father's Day or is, no? Um, question of the podcast you is what? <laughs> what book? Changed your life the most, and the fact that we haven't got any comments so far, we've probably got hundreds of comments by the time we get to the New Year's Eve edition. But as we record this live, I only posted it this morning. Yeah,
1: although I asked you to post it
0: Wednesday. I've had a busy week. I've had a busy week coming up to 2021. I've got to prepare <laughs> properly for the new year. Yeah, well so,
1: half a year. Yeah, You've got exactly. half a year so, to prepare. Time's
0: going so fast now, Charlotte,
1: isn't it? Is its is it New Year's? Is it the solstice?
0: <laughs> the... What did you do to celebrate the solstice slash New Year?
1: I went shopping for dog food. <laughs>
0: Living the dream, yeah. well
1: done. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I, I think we might be running out of topics actually, because we sat down this morning and said, what should we talk about? And you went, we're getting a new lull. <laughs> I on, don't, know if, don't know if our podcast listeners want to hear about our new lawn <laughs> No, because they completely dug the old one out and they found cement under there and they took it all out and
1: they covered it in sand. Yeah. Not the not the pile of stuff that they took out. Are we the not actual... mentioning the
0: dead body? i oh, no, sorry, we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get them to ourselves. So, shall we? The question of the podcast is, what book changed your life the most? What book really had an impact in terms of your life and um, how? Yes. So, please comment live. Please write in because we do... I mean, this question might come back on a future podcast. Yeah. Anyway, but please, whenever, whenever, whenever,
1: about New Year's.
0: Whenever, whenever <laughs> you listen to this, let us know because we we do want to hear. Um, thanks to Lorraine for watching, Brenda, Trev, Tracy. Uh, and everybody else who's, who's watching as well. We can't see everybody. Yeah, because
1: I had to click out because you wanted to play Wii and start the fire. Of
0: course. It's good start to <laughs> the podcast. So I started my father's day um, by going for a run. Um, didn't have time to get changed, clearly, still in my running gear. Um, and I ran to work, I ran to the office, so we had some peace and quiet, you yeah, yeah, yeah. so.
1: know. I got drove here, uh, in, in, <laughs> my <mom's car.
0: laughs> in my mum's car. In my mum's car! you know what, you're 16 now, right? There is, like, you're in, you're in that threshold where you go, I'm sort of an adult, but sort of a not. And (laughs) the phrase, in me mum's car, shows you're sort of not. It's
1: an online viral video.
0: I don't well,
1: what? There's a video and it's this kid and they're in their mum's car and they're just like, I'm in me mum's car, (laughs) broom, broom. And their mum goes, get out of the car. Sorry, what
0: accent was that?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what accent? I have no idea. Oh, OK. It's certainly. just irritating the In view. my mum's car. <laughs> In my mum's car. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> start the fire. <laughs> 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 That's just descending into chaos today.
0: It was always burning since the world was turning. Um, right, should we do some Mr. David Forrestite? Yes, right? and
1: then we are on with the interview.
0: So let us know, unofficial question of the podcast while Charlotte lines that up. What are you up to for Father's Day? Slash. Uh, slash New Year. Um, and, uh, yeah, let, please, please do let us know. Um, and um, how are you? Uh, how we celebrating Father's Day once the podcast is done? Um, I uh, suppose I'm going home and there's fireworks. and. No. Is there going to be new grass?
1: Yes. Hey!
0: Hodge delightful dinner. Okay, okay. That's how you celebrate Father's Day in the Dame's house: new grass and a hodgepodge dinner. <laughs> right. Can you tell us what Dave feels like? Okay. Be up to?
1: Silver linings for Friday. Tom. I don't know why. It, Tom Shrubin, who lives in Kensington, Maryland, has become a local celebrity with his daily dad jokes. Since lockdown started, he's been writing a new joke on a board and putting it in the front of his house every morning. Escalated to the point he's now running our fundraising Bad Dad Joke competition for Father's Day. I imagine you'll be entering. Uh, is he,
0: sorry, is he talking to me personally? Because I've, I've got a feeling he might be talking to you, because you're the master of the Bad Dad Joke. Thank
1: you. <laughs> students in the US have found a way of getting surplus food from farms to those going hungry. Going.
0: Uh, getting, going. <laughs> get <him>, get <laughs>
1: Farms have
0: excess crops because
1: restaurants are closed,
0: so FarmLink are raising money from donations to buy the surplus and transport it to food banks. Love that, love that idea. That's a picture of it's a dog. It's a picture of a dog. We're on <laughs> Dave's uh, Fulls Dyke's personal timeline. Um, Silver Islands for Saturday, 101 year old Margaret McConchie has raised £12,000 for Energy Charities by completing a highest speed zip wire jelly. Uh, you know what lockdown is showing me? Just life is long and age is no barrier to to doing amazing exciting stuff. If you're 101, stuff. you
1: want to do a zip line for charity,
0: do it. Well, shall we? I think one of the things that we're going to do this summer is the Cornwall zip line. We're wire. not
1: 101, and we're not raising money for charity.
0: Um, that is true. Does that mean that we're not allowed to go on zip lines? <laughs> Is the, is, the, is the zip wire now referred to? Sorry, sorry, uh, Charlotte, you can't go on this. You're not 101.
1: Or Rosie. Come, come,
0: come back in 80, 90-odd years and you, you can give it a go. Is that is that what we do? In 90 years, I will
1: be 106.
0: I know. So, so you'd so be allowed should, on the zip wire. So I should
1: come back in 85 years.
0: Is that it? Anyway, opera singer John Hudson has begun putting on a weekly performance for his village of Piddle Hinton. Is that a real place? <laughs> Since lockdown began. With his booming voice and the ampl- amplifying effects of the Piddle Valley. The Piddle Valley. <laughs> Would you like to live in the Piddle Valley? I think
1: um, I live I bet
0: uh, it, it's a bit damp. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he could be three miles away. Outside the Piddled Valley. Um, thankfully, <laughs> villagers across the valley, on the other side of the Piddled Valley, um, said they enjoy singing.
1: 14 year old Freddie has come up with two award winning inventions to protect and care for the mum.
0: Where does Freddie live? Does he live in the Widled Valley? No?
1: Okay. His door PI system uses facial recognition and other security measures to protect against strangers coming to the door, and his full bot helps find people who have fallen or are unconscious. Distress. I
0: love that uh, idea. Yeah, absolutely love that idea.
1: And
0: yeah. Dave, uh, for Sunday Silver Line has gone back to uh, musicals. He said, most dads I know love Queen and the band are hosting a tour watch party on YouTube at 8pm tonight, featuring highlights from their recent tours with Adam Lambert. The one-hour show will only be available for 24 hours. I can imagine a lot of dads tuning in for a sing-along. I know I will. That's what we should do. We should start the next podcast out with we will, we will.
1: <laughs> Not a fresh one on you.
0: <laughs> do you know the words?
1: Rock you. I used to know all the words for that
0: song. Could have made a bit more effort, though.
1: <laughs> we will, we
0: will. <we>,
1: Rock you.
0: <laughs> um... I, you know, it's inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not dad. You've been doing it for weeks now, so what are you going to do to...
1: Then they mum jokes. <laughs> you're not mum! <laughs> no, but I take it away. Oh,
0: okay. Because you're a kid, you did. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, these are many more you know um, it's a, inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not a dad it's a <laughs> faux pas oh god these are many more classic dad jokes have been brought together by Country Living these will have the dad's chuckling and everyone else groaning. have you got a dad joke for today or not? no no I can
1: prepare I'm
0: not, I'm maybe, maybe have a look at their website one dad got to relieve his, relieve his dream of driving an ice cream van thanks to his daughter Pastor Bill Losasso once reminisced about the time he was, was an ice cream man. his name was Pasta. <laughs> pasta uh, Spaghetti Bolognese <laughs> uh, often reminisced about the time he was an ice cream man and at 73 he got to do it again. Handed out hundreds of pre-packaged ice creams to children and adults in St. Petersburg, Florida. i would like to be an ice cream man and the closest i think you've got was um when we our, our old mate at the uh, at the gelato machine and you and sophie got to make ice yes. creams live right, so that was good um, thank you dave for those amazing silver linings we really appreciate it um john uh good, good to see you watching mate thanks for watching live We have now got our second part of our interview with Melissa and Jacqueline. Melissa and Jacqueline run an organisation called Kindness.org. They're based in New York, and they do scientific research into why we should all be kinder. This is the second part of the interview. The first part was on uh, Wednesday, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Wednesday, or last week, if you're... Well, watching the uh, audio, or listening to the audio version of the podcast. Um, and in this particular part, um, Jacqueline and Lindsay talk stoicism, kindness, and answer the question of the podcast that eludes us the most. What's the best puppy? Run the show. Um, what's your favourite kindness quote? Uh,
2: there are so many good <laughs> ones. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Uh, do you know? I, I can go, but if you have yours.
3: Well, I'm wondering if we're going to say the same one. So you go first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, sorry. Not a test, but I don't want to steal it. <laughs> you first, you first, you first. Please, listen. please tell us.
2: Um, you see the story of our life. <laughs> Um, so, so I, I have two. Um, one's an oldie but a goodie by Seneca, and it says, "Wherever there is a human being, there is an opportunity for kindness." And yeah, I don't think it needs a lot of explanation. It's so beautiful to me um, and I cherish it deeply. And then one is is a personal uh, kindness.org one that we've we've come up with, um, which is um, that's the power of kindness that can change the ending of a story. Um, so those would be mine. Did I take it, Melissa? Yeah, but it's cool. See, we're just in a line. Um, <laughs> I do have another one. I,
3: I wrote down a couple backups, just in case. Um, <laughs> and and there's another one that I like um, by George Elliston, and it's "How beautiful a day can be, and this touches it."
0: Oh, I love that. Really nice. It's interesting, Jacqueline. You mentioned Seneca because the stomach known for being kind but actually they were a very socially responsible philosophy right
2: yes. <laughs> I love
0: I love stoicism it's, and and it's interesting because that don't worry about what's going on worry about the action you take to feel better is a philosophy that I live by yeah. um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it gives me an opportunity to talk about stoicism number one again. but again, sorry you can tell i do it quite a lot but certainly the 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 presumption when you talk to stoicism about stoicism not stoicism not being particularly socially responsible well, history dictates that they were right
2: yeah. i agree
0: um so your book's full of recognising their unkindness or recognising kind acts that they've received. Do you think it's important to take the time to, as you've talked about, you've talked about the stories, do you think it's important to take the time and reflect on when you've been kind and when you've received kindness and why?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in in my own Kindness journey. Part of my reflecting is not just when I've been kind, but when I haven't been and why, you know, like what stopped me in that moment and, and what, how do you start to remove that and, and form different habits so that when you're in the moment you choose kindness first and and I think that reflection has been a really powerful tool for me I call it like your kind redo <laughs> so it's like okay <laughs> just rewind um, or when you're in that circumstance again what is the what is the kind action that you can take
0: it's really interesting when you talk about habits because I had a, a one I'm not particularly proud of but and I only changed when we started exploring kindness a bit more Um of ignoring homeless people um particularly when i'm walking around, i don't know what it's like in new york but in london i think you get into a habit of just not doing anything being apathetic about the situation and when you start looking at looking at that behavior you go you know what it's so easy to to help isn't it it's a few pounds it's a sandwich it's a can of coke but sometimes Sometimes kindness and unkindness is a is a habitual, isn't it? you know you, you generate habits that you so how do you, how do you replace potentially some of those unkind habits with habits that might be a bit kinder? What does the research say?
2: Well, interestingly enough, on the topic of people experiencing homelessness, we did a little investigation into understanding what people experiencing homelessness would see as kindness and what matters most to them. Um, because a lot of it is is misperception. And uh, oftentimes the apathy comes from you've already got a narrative about them, why they're there, they deserve it, they don't need my help they're going to spend it on drinking whatever that narrative might be Um, and uh, oftentimes what people are looking for is dignity so it may not even be the cost of the sandwich as much as the cost of you smiling at them and looking them in the eye and just saying I see you as a human and I'll tell you that We've had plenty of people do that and haven't had a good experience with it. So, of course, nothing can ever be the perfect one-size-fits-all solution. But I think it's about nurturing your self-awareness and challenging yourself to be willing to get outside your comfort zone a little bit in those situations. Like, like, look, if you want to grow your muscles yeah it's a habit to go to the gym and it might be really hard for you and you might not want to do it and you'll come up with all the reasons not to those things that allow you to get fit and strong and care for yourself so I think in the very same vein kindness is a muscle that can be cared for and new habits can be formed Um, but it's about getting out there and trying it and and pushing those boundaries you have
0: yeah you know what my my turning point was uh I, I go into London for, for work and things like that. My turning point was there was a guy who sat outside the same shop every day and I, I just uh I just bought him a can of Coke. I just bought him a can of Coke and he he, he said to me, Thank you, but actually I, I prefer a diet coke, which was a bit cheeky, but actually it was good feedback. So next time I bought him a can of Diet Coke, right? He went, how did you know I like Diet Coke? And I, I went, you told me last week when I bought you a can of full fats. Um, and he went, thank you for remembering. And it's really interesting how that sort of just somebody remembering what's important to somebody is so fundamental to our human dignity, right? Yes. And I get, I get wrong a lot as well, by the way. I mean, I clearly, I clearly do. But... Um, but certainly like that sort of thing is, is a learn for, for, for me. Charlotte, do you want to do the next question?
1: Yes, I'm just kind of hoping to do all the of the last Go on then. To communicate that with just my hands under the desk. The poking
0: wasn't enough, no, you wanted to talk to no. me about it, didn't you?
1: Yeah, okay. So with the work you've done with Kindness Org, or what are you most proud of? Mm.
3: You guys are asking us a lot of questions about the most and the favorite, and I always have like three. To- I need like the top three. <laughs> it's
0: so hard to so pick. I it a little bit easier. What's your top twenty-seven? I'm joking.
1: <laughs> top ninety-two. What's,
0: what's, what's your top one hundred and twelve? What's the top three things you're most proud of?
3: <laughs> you know, so okay, so I'm just gonna pick something that's really small. Actually, there there's a lot. I'm gonna go, okay. For, oh, let's do this one our school's program, Learn Kind, to the research that we've done, I think, because I love the science and that there's just been some really great contributions that can be used by other researchers and scientists. So I love anything that really allows for scale and massive change. Mm -hmm. But the thing that potentially I'm the most proud of is we did this little video with our interns um, last summer, and we went out on the streets of Brooklyn and tried to get people to stop what they were doing and say what they appreciate about the person that they're with. And so we had, I mean, we had all this research and all this staging around like, what is human behavior? How do you do this? Can it work? And it was like, can we actually just apply it on the streets of Brooklyn? And so when you go out and you're there and it worked, and we watched all of these moments and people and colleagues and mothers and daughters, ex-husband and wife, divorced couple, (laughs) just actually stopping and being like, why have we never done that? And what transpired because of that interaction? I think those are the moments that I'm most proud of because they're not in the conference room. They're real. Yeah. And um, you get to see, you get to witness it. Um, yeah.
0: I suppose there's two things there, isn't there? There's number one, create the space for people to say what they truly feel. And which I think sometimes, as, as we've t- spoken about, sometimes you don't give yourself enough mental space and nobody asks you. Um, yeah. And also, I love the idea of guerrilla kindness. You know, just going out and, and just going right. We are gonna, we are gonna make change. I love it, absolutely love it. Jacqueline, what's your top three favorite things? Oh, they're probably the same, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs>
2: I would say definitely one and two, very similarly. Um, I'm so proud of the research we've been able to contribute and uh and our new our new schools program learn kind um has uh been a definite moment of pride um but i have really truly been grateful for the way we've shown up for every single person in the world who's needed this mission or come to this mission in some way um because Often what people are looking for is a response or someone to care or someone to listen. And uh, uh, it's meant a lot to see the makeup of people who engage with us and their stories and their backgrounds. It shows the true reflection that kindness is in all of us and affects all of us and shows up for every human around the world. It just might look a little different. So that's been something I've been really, really
0: proud of. Yeah. So seeing the diversity of the different sorts of people mm-hmm. feel kindness is important. Can you can you two just share with me a little bit about the project you do in schools, um, please?
2: Yeah. Um, so we um, ultimately felt like there was an opportunity to contribute um, to. Uh, programming in the classroom and uh, wanted to understand what the landscape looked like and how we could have a meaningful contribution if that was a space we were to move into and we were able to develop a program where we cultivated student scientists to send them on a journey of discovery to find out for themselves how kindness can affect things like their well-being and the well-being of those around them. And it's tapping into uh, cultivating skills like empathy and curiosity and self-awareness. So we just rolled it out this year in the spring. And obviously, amidst all the school closures, had to adapt. Our program was showing up to support educators and families, but we are planning a relaunch of it for the fall, and uh, more to come. Um, We're we're looking at it the way we would any research project by trying to study its effectiveness and its impact so that when we hopefully can open it up to anyone around the world, we can show show the before and after the way that it's shown up and translated um, for kinder kids in the classroom.
0: Do you think that kids are naturally kinder? Do you think we learn unkindness as we grow into adults? What it?
3: <laughs> I know, you know, well, there's like what is what's actually proven versus what is our gut. And I think my personal not proven, but but yeah, I think we start out a heck of a lot kinder than we end up. And, um, I don't think it has to be that way. If kids exhibit empathy from, you know, by the age of two. There are studies with very young kids. You know, they prefer the puppet who wins, but not a puppet who wins by four. So there, there is enough there that really shows. And, and I think anybody who has kids or spends a lot of time around kids, you see, you see their kindness and their generosity. And um, yes, we don't always end up that way.
2: Okay.
1: So, what's next
2: for Kindness All? Yeah, I mean, a large majority of this year will be spent on the Learn Kind program and uh, um, stepping up for, for it for this fall. Um, so, that's one of the biggest things in front of us, continuing to find ways to do research that's meaningful and relevant um, and actually useful into having greater impact to mission. Um, those are a couple of things immediately in front
0: of us. Talk to, me, talk to me about the panacea. What would be the ideal, like in 10 years' time, if you um, could achieve all your goals? <laughs> what top, and I, I'm, I'm doing this for Melissa specifically. What top three goals would you, would you like to achieve?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I'm kind of borrowing from one Melissa loves, which is like how could the world be 10% kinder? <laughs> could you imagine? If that if that's would
0: that nice mercy, like, that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: you know, I mean, I think it's like we talk about what's realistic. 10 years, you know, I I would love to see kindness education as a part of like schools across the board. Um Kindness in schools, kindness in in public policy and government. I want, like you were saying earlier, like, yes, it should matter to officials. They should be able to run on a platform and they should be able to get elected. And I want to see businesses across the board you know I mean whether that's environmental responsibility how you treat your employees paid maternity leave whatever that paternity leave like whatever that looks like we need more kindness in business so I want it in all three of those areas um and I think that that could be doable in in years and then I think the world might be 10% kinder I love
0: that you know what I think I think it's been really interesting since, because I run a business as well as, as as hosting the podcast. And one of our values is do well, do good. You know, you can be profitable and grow and build a business, but have values of of, of kindness at the heart. And what we've seen actually during lockdown in the UK is businesses exhibit a range of different behaviours, that some be really quite mercenary to their employees during this period. And there's been a bit of, um, I, th- I think rightfully so, um, public um, sort of blowback on that behaviour, which um, I'm, I'm glad to see. I mean, holding businesses who don't look after their people in the right way to account is the way to a better, uh, responsible capitalism, isn't it? You know, that that that's where we want to see the world going. I think I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, and before we talk about um, where people find out a bit more about you and the work you do, um, what we do on the Kindness project every episode we have a question of the podcast and i, I don't know if you if you knew about this, but um, what we do is we uh, we ask our audience to answer a random question just because we are as you can probably tell already, quite curious people. I
1: it, thought you were going to say that this is quite a shambolic mess
0: half the time. It is, but uh, we 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 move on from that. Um, <laughs> but what we what we normally do is just ask people just questions that we're curious about. So here's um, I haven't got a list. You haven't got a list. I haven't got a list. But the one the one that's always the most contentious um, are the yeah. ones that are the most trivial so i'm going to start with a really trivial one and a one of our most contentious oh. questions of the podcast out by a hundred or different uh podcasts uh that we've released who is the world's greatest muppet oh now i love the fact that you're really giving this some thought i mean it's genuinely not that serious but please please tell us <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i have to say a little miss piggy <laughs>
0: Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I, I I think there's only one choice. Miss is wrong, but we'll let you <laughs> have it.
2: You can't
0: say that. <laughs> say who's it. yours.
3: I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I have to say Kermit.
0: Kermit. But that might- Now you're ignoring. Now clearly,
1: there's four different opinions.
0: Clear. Clearly, you're you're ignoring the genius that is Animal. I mean. Uh, come on.
1: Uh,
3: yeah.
0: I'm okay. more of a we,
3: fuzzy what's we, yours? I think okay, I think this tells a lot about us. Okay, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like i like I'm more of a fuzzy fan myself. You're a then. fuzzy fan.
0: You know what? There should be a Muppet personality test, shouldn't there? Definitely. <laughs> There's <laughs> probably one on like
1: BuzzFeed. Um
0: the one that, the one that's going out live tomorrow when we do a live show um uh what's the advice you've ever had?
3: Worst advice. Oh. Nice guys finished last.
0: Yeah, that is poor advice, isn't it?
3: It's not true.
0: It's not true. It's as not well. terrible. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's not true. It's not true at all. But but you feel I mean, I mean this was like I, I went, you know, was young the first time I became a manager and went into business. And I just feel like so much of what I was told was you kind of had to be mean.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Isn't true. Do you do you think do you think in corporate culture, I don't know about the states, but certainly in the UK, there's, there's in the last probably decade or so there's been a a move back towards kind of business, or is there still a Wall Street gecko style attitude with American business? What do you think?
2: I oh. think yeah. I think companies still very much exist the old school like macho you know locker room all of that, but I also think there's a huge shift in in companies wanting to prioritize kindness and however that shows up for them whether that's focused on employee well being and engagement and um, I absolutely I think it's both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a question in the podcast you'd like to ask? Oh
1: the biscuit one. Go
0: on and do the biscuit. What one. is
1: the world's best biscuit? Because we had loads of controversy. <laughs> well,
2: I think we should clarify for the audience in the US, a biscuit is a piece, not a cookie, but it's a cookie, right?
0: It's a cookie. It's
2: a cookie, yeah.
0: <laughs> world's best cookie.
2: An, um, an M&M chocolate chip cookie.
0: Oh, sounds good. Sounds good
2: like a proper biscuit like like
3: that you would get in london yeah, do or you get, like, just or, or am i supposed to actually translate it to like cookie
0: i mean have you, do, you, do you get like would you buy a custard creams or chocolate digestives or anything like that would you have those
3: i mean so yes when in, when in london but i'm very curious what the best is because i would like to start to like bring this into my you know i'd like to taste test this so if you give me a list of what you think are the top five i will taste them all and i will come back with a definitive answer
0: that 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 is a second interview already arranged right what we're going to do is is i will post you i will post you some biscuits melissa and and
2: the
0: the next time we the next time we do one of these interviews we'll do i've got a
3: great palate listen
0: We'll do a share. We'll do a share. Oh, you sent me some cookies, donuts, and then we can decide which is which. I mean, that—that's ideal. I yeah. feel.
1: Um, I love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. so where can people find out about you and the work? Are we finished with question of the podcast? Yeah, now? yeah,
0: we're done. Oh, well, we're not. So moving on. We haven't. A- <laughs> how, how many people got homes to go to? I was—I was quite happy having a chat. <laughs> structure.
1: Structure.
0: Structure. structure. A animal, you can tell, can you? <laughs> God.
1: Okay. Where can people find out about the work you do uh, and how can people get involved? I mean our name is our
2: website. So you can go to kindness.org and right on our homepage, we have many different ways that you can join us in this mission. Um, Of course, engaging with us on social media, Um, you can find all of our links on the site. Um, And we try to respond to every single person who reaches out, so message us or email us and we're here um, to listen.
0: Amazing, thank you so much for joining us on The Kindness Project. Uh, I've really loved chatting yeah. with you. Have you enjoyed it as yeah, well? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, um, and uh, have a lovely day. Oh. And that and that is the mic back on. And that was an amazing interview with yes. Melissa and Jacqueline from Clanser.org. Mm. Thanks to Melissa and Jacqueline for coming on. And apparently I owe them some biscuits. Right. This is this is interesting. If you were going to send an American person some biscuits, and uh, if you're one of our British viewers and listeners, what biscuits do we need to send them?
1: Ginger nuts.
0: Oh, oh you, no! You've you're you're straight in with this. You've got an answer immediately.
1: <laughs> Ginger nuts. Uh... Bourbon biscuits.
0: Bourbons.
1: Custard creams. Custard creams. Hop knobs. <laughs>
0: Hop knobs, yeah.
1: Um, digestives. Digestives, yeah.
0: Anything else? So, regardless of whether you're watching this Neo-Father's Day or you're Cheesecake listening... cookies. Mm shortbread Shortbread. Scottish shortbread you've got to put that in there so I will get a collection of biscuits and arrange that to be sent to the guys in New York to say thank you for an amazing podcast interview Uh, we really appreciate your uh, time Elizabeth and Jacqueline thanks for coming on Uh, The question of the podcast today was which book has influenced you the most? And the first answer we had, I think, was slightly tongue-in-cheek. Because Dawn said, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm not going to ask what way it influenced you, Dawn, but (laughs) as long as you enjoyed it, that's the important thing. (laughs) No comment. Um, uh, uh, Mark Newman said, Lance Armstrong's autobiography probably... I read it before he found out he was a. Uh, before I found out he was a cheat, but cheat or not, his determination to succeed is on a very scary, scary level. And Sarah Robinson said her favourite was the monk who sold his Ferrari. Um, I think that's by Robin Sharma, and it's on my uh, it's on my list as well. Eve Keith said. Difficult to say, although I definitely took a lot from Kathleen Moran, How to Be a Woman. And I think what we're going to do is maybe do a new question in the podcast for next Wednesday, or maybe just keep that one open, see if we get any more answers. Yep. And that is the end of another show. Wait, is it countdown
1: themes on time?
0: Countdown themes on time. After the joke, I'll do the countdown theme song. Okay, okay, you did okay. the joke.
1: I've got one, okay. Um... My phone chooses this moment to freeze on.
0: Now, now bear in mind that as soon as I start the countdown theme song, you've got to start the joke, because as soon as that ends, I'm pressing off on the podcast. You ready? Let's go. Do I go over the
1: calendar? Did you hear about the two people who stole
0: the calendar? No.
1: They each got six months.